you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson. And you are in the Macaroni Zone, a podcast that's smooth like chocolate milk. Really, James, I think the only drink that's smooth. Sometimes people say that, like, oh, this alcohol, this whiskey's smooth. And I'm like, no, it's not. It burns your insides and makes you drunk and sick. <laughs> and it's thin. And it's thin. It's, it's, it slides down your throat quickly. It warms your body like a furnace on a sinking ship or something. Is something smooth if you are tasting it and in less than a quarter of a second you feel it in your butthole? Yeah. <laughs> it, I, w- I wouldn't call that a smooth feeling. No, not a smooth feeling. Uh, chocolate milk, however... Mm-hmm. I would say smooth is probably the number one descriptor for chocolate milk, unless you said yeah. chocolatey. You know how you, sometimes you see recipes and it's like yeah. lemony, garlicky. Uh-huh. It's like, well, I would yeah. accept lemony. I use lemony. I don't say garlicky. Right. I would choose aromatic or, or um, pungent. Right. But a lot of these, Danny, where are you seeing these adjectives? You're seeing them in recipes. Bone Appetite magazine. Yeah. (laughs) Seeing them in recipes for a specific kind of audience, which maybe, uh, you know, doesn't read the New Yorker or whatever. And, you know, a word like floral isn't going to really do it. Like, oh, this is a very botanical uh, breakfast uh, plate here. (laughs) Aromatic is one where I'm like, I defend it. I use it. It is an apt description of a thing. There's mm. something I've said for onions and garlic specifically that I don't... Yummy. Oh, I say aromatic bite. Aromatic bite. Of onion and, gar- uh, uh, onions yeah. and garlic, sometimes if I'm describing bite. something. So could one say that whiskey was sharp? Because that's sort of like what I'm almost thinking. Oh, uh, it's sharp like glass. Sharp. It's Glass is sharp. Yeah. So I, I would say yes, but no one describes whiskey that no way. No one does. They're like, it's got... It's still oak... And mm-hmm. it's smooth, and it's, you know, nobody... Why do we get stuck in these, like, set glossaries of... With each genre of food or with dishes, we get stuck into the same yeah. sort of 21 adjectives, and well, those are the only ones we get to use for certain things. It's kind of hard to think of new ones. I, you, you know what is... This, this happens all the time, mm. and it almost came up last week when we were talking about... Uh, is it Val- Valentine's? Hot sauce? Valentina's? Valentina's. I'm so hungover right now. I'm trying to... Yeah, right. God bless you. And we were saying that it was viscous, right? Viscous, yeah. It's got viscosity sure. to yeah, it. It's yeah, not yeah. It's not like a Tabasco, like a watery, 
lot of times I'm trying to say that something is coming. Only coming. when you're writing something, you can't say it's like come. What about like, splooge? <laughs> could you say splooge? I mean, you could. No one's gonna publish that. Jizzful. Jizz. Oh, very. <laughs> you know where this comes up? What uh, is? I was uh, talking about Whataburger's honey butter chick- chicken biscuit, and you get the honey butter, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just coming. Yeah, but you can't say it. You so can't. I started saying uh, with things that are viscous. If mm-hmm. I don't say viscous, sometimes I say X-rated substance. Because sometimes you, you want to <laughs> say that it's like cum. Yeah. You know. It's a little X-rated. And you get that we're talking about cum. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so weird. It's like you... Tricks be, of the trade. When you when you watch um, when you watch a lot of uh, Food Network, as I do, yeah. you hear the word sexy come up when people are looking down at a plate. A judge is looking down on a plate on Beat Bobby Flay on Chopped on, on any of these mm-hmm. shows, Tournament of Champions 2. And uh, they look down at the plate and they go... This, and they even do the V thing. I'm doing this like sort of karate chopping with both hands inward at my crotch, almost like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, suck it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, This is a sexy plate of food. Yeah. And they're never referring to what you're talking about, which is an actual component of sex, which would be the various lubricants and semens and things that are left over. (laughs) You know that that the come out yeah. in the t- in the in the course of sex. When you hear the word sexy, I always think it's going to look sexual. It's going to yeah. look like a vagina or something. It's going to be drippy. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely abs- <laughs> phallic, phallic or, so- or, or something. But yeah. when they say sexy, a full breast. What? <laughs> you just they just it's the chopping block, <laughs> and they just open it, and it's just a full breast. That's <laughs> what Jesus. what um what does sexy mean? I think what they are saying, and it's the same way that I've heard people call an iPhone that doesn't have the case on it, sexy. It's just sexier that Sleek. way. It's we. They're using the term sexy in a first date sense, like oh right. You know what I mean? It's this is from external. This is looking at the surface. This yeah. is a surface sexy. Yeah. This is sexy the way that a car is sexy. A car is never oozing with uh, sexual preparation juices, you know what I mean? Right. But that, with its food, it's a little, it gets on this line. It's like, well, what about this Cinnabon cinnamon roll? This thing that is absolutely that's covered. Covered and cum. That's Literally, sexy, right? Are we going to call that sexy? Because it looks say, like a hip. I would say jizzful. Jizzful. As, as you have. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be using Jizzful a lot now, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we might be onto something. None of it ever strikes me as sexy. People go, "Oh, this is sexy." It's like a car or something. I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, that's like what like an asshole drives." Yeah, you know, or like this is sexy food, and I'm like, "It's overpriced," and you know, this is what people think it's is like trendy. It's just a well cooked halibut fillet on some puree. It's not yeah sexy. Yeah, it looks yummy. Restaurants can be sexy. I've thought that. Yes, there's like dim lighting and like you Hooters. know, there's like a real <laughs> Hooters is a sexy restaurant, isn't it, Danny? There, there's like uh, dim lighting and, and like cool music, and you're like, yeah, it's like restaurants getting you primed yeah. to fuck. Oh yeah, you know, there's For like sure. that, but food itself. Yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of sex and uh, being jizzful, <laughs> your wife's pregnant. <laughs> That's right, Danny. You're, you're, your wife it was jizzful, <laughs> and she boy, this is a really gross opening this show. Reel it in, bud. but um, but your wife's pregnant. Congratulations, thank you. Um, well, um, you know, uh, it's 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 still early on. We haven't sure. we haven't really made a, a big full announcement yet, but it's you know it's all systems go at the moment. Nothing nothing is 
nothing is um, uh, indicating that it's not going to just completely go through. But you're in the danger zone the first like few months, so we're yeah. we're always like on tiptoes. But my wife is eating the weirdest shit. Now like, I've only seen yeah. pregnant women on television. Okay. So what is it? What is right. it? What is it like? What is it? You've what, only what, seen t- <laughs> pregnant women on your little computer at night. <laughs> That's it. Never in real life. You and Ken Bone comment on pregnant women videos. Uh, <laughs> They're like a human God, no. submarine. God no. Um, what is what is she eating? She's eating a lot of um, bland. She's nauseous all the time, and it's her first trimester, so she's eating a lot of bland shit. So it's a lot of um, Ezekiel bread, Ezekiel four nine okay. bread, which yeah, you just educated me off mic. I can't believe that you've never heard of Ezekiel bread. One of the most iconic and and honestly crazy marketing things. I mean, just the 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 sight of the logo right. inspires so many feelings for me. It's like the Doctor Bronner soap bottle. It's like. Yeah, it's like full of religious insanity. It's, a, it's 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 the opposite of what you think of like ad companies doing. They're like, you know what's going to sell? God, yeah, the exactly. Bible. Uh, it's like, what? I thought sex sales. No, it's it's the Bible. Shop. It's it's the Ezekiel four nine bread, and I will now read from the New International Version, uh, Old Testament, Ezekiel four nine uh, through uh, seventeen here. Take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt. This is God talking to Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Put them in a storage jar and use them to make bread for yourself. You are to eat it during the 390 days you lie on your side. Weigh out 20 shekels of food each day and eat it at set times. Also measure out a sixth of a hin of water and drink it at set times. Ancient system of I like uh, that God is like speaking like he's a men's health magazine. Exactly. He's like and also like giving budget tips. Like, okay, yeah. sit aside twenty shekels a day. Do twenty walkouts. <laughs> um do are you are you are you doing blurpees? You need to be doing blurpees. Is it blurpees, blurpees or burpees? Burpees. Burpees. I don't know. Oh uh, blur- blurpees are the sexual thing. Eat the food as you would a loaf of barley bread. Bake it in the sight of the people using human excrement for fuel. The Lord said, in this way, the people of Israel will eat defiled food among the nations where I will drive them. God, kind of an anti-Semite. So he wants people to be eating shit. He is mad at Israel in this chapter of the story of okay. God's people. And um, he is telling Ezekiel how pissed he is at the mm-hmm. Israelites. And uh, Ezekiel defends them. He says, then I said, not so, sovereign Lord, I have never defiled myself. It would be... Major defilement to be anywhere near poop. You understand all the Hebraic and Mosaic law about poop and everything, right? From my youth until now, I have never eaten anything found dead or torn by wild animals. No impure meat has ever entered my mouth. God responding, very well, he said. I've changed my mind. (laughs) I will let you bake your bread over cow dung instead of human excrement. I, I, first of all, I love your God impression because he sounds very confidently dumb. Yeah. Very well, then. <laughs> that's, what, that's what this testament says. It says very well, this, yeah. this translation. He then said to me, Son of man, I am about to cut off the food supply in Jerusalem. The people will eat rationed food in anxiety and drink rationed water in despair, for food and water will be scarce. They will be appalled at the sight of each other and will waste away because of their sin. Damn. God Harsh. was pissed. God is a little bit of God a is sassy pissed. bitch. God is pissed at the Israelites. What is he? Israel at uh, the Palestinians? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so this is like so. This is this is the bread that God. Yeah, it used to be cooked over shit. It was told to Ezekiel, and you heard the ingredients. We had lentils, beans, spelt, 
Yeah. Barley, millet. wheat, millet. Gross. Gross. And uh, he was to cook it over human excrement, I assume in some sort of tin or pan or something. How do you start a fire with human Mm. excrement? Yeah. Well, I mean, it can be, right? Isn't it flammable? Is it not? Is it not flammable? Um, Hey, only after you have a hot chicken sandwich at one of the many (laughs) restaurants in Los Angeles (laughs) are you starting a fire with your excrement. Um, I think I think the dung, the 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 poop thing, you know, is full of gas and stuff, and, yeah, and and stuff. So I assume that it's a maybe an effective fire starter, maybe as like a thing that you throw down, you get lead, and then you but throw it's not the like dry alcohol. straw on top of it. It's not like alcohol, where you just like take a dump, throw a match on it, and <laughs> you know that's not that's not happening. Were people in ancient times really refining a whole lot of alcohol? I don't. I I, I know they were doing it a little bit, but that had to have been a very uh, delicate process. Oh yeah, not yeah. to have all that machinery and a stuff. A lot of people died. Okay, here's my question. Yeah. So Becca's eating shit. Why? Bread. Why? Why does she want this? Why does she want shit? Is she bread? like? Is it? Is she's uh? She's a little sick. She's sick all the time, and right. um, you're supposed to eat dense foods. Whole grains are, you know, the really '80s baby books are are like eat a lot of whole grain, eat a lot, eat a twenty loaves of bread every day, um, and uh, it's all she can get down is like uh, Icelandic yogurt and uh, wheat bread and uh, oatmeal. Yeah, I make a lot of oatmeal. You make a lot of oatmeal. She just can't. This is just it. This is so. What this the first is trimester. God, is. This is like the opposite no one talks about this part every every i feel like most husbands talk about like oh my wife has all these weird cravings and like you know there's yeah. all kind of wild food in the house and it's like kind of great but also yeah. you know i'm getting fat you know like, oh, yeah, you, you, you always, hear a lot of that talk you never hear about this part she, she wants pickles she wants pickles and peanut butter and ice chips yeah and stuff like right that. i'm like i gotta go get pickles How she has gonna... huge jugs yeah <laughs> right yeah no one ever uh, my wife sent me to the store to get ezekiel bread <laughs> no one <laughs> says she that she's it's like oh she wants ice cream and yeah she's eating like a uh like a seventh day adventist or a, or a hippie she's she's yeah. eating like <laughs> like the stereotype of a hippie of like homemade grain things well i hope her uh i uh, i hope this phase i hope this phase evolves into wild and fun junk food which i'm sure it i will. do too and you'll have a lot of that in the house. And uh, second trimester is supposed to be, be a little bit more fun. Uh, first trimester is it's seventeen weeks of, from what I can tell, hell. I mean, she yeah. she is she is absolutely miserable. And uh, you know, I kind of don't. I'm still learning all my roles and stuff. I'm frequently wrong. I'm frequently wrong about yes. what is the helpful thing to be doing at any given moment. Oh, really? I, you know, I also, it's like now there's this burden on me to really become successful with the whole comedy shit. So Danny, right. we need to monetize this ASAP because I need oh. to, something to happen. Yeah, I'm on. I, yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I think the more we, we talk about uh, come up top, the more profitable this podcast will be. I think we're going to get a lot of uh, a lot more audience with this episode, and maybe not the one we want. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of a lot of crossover with uh, angry uh, Reddit men. Yeah, uh, maybe the Palm Springs Steakhouse crowd, the swingers. <laughs> you know, they, they, they'll get really into this episode. You're fine. Your career's doing fine. This is this is more for me than it is for you. Uh, but uh, uh, I am super. I, I imagine this is a very stressful time, but yeah. I am super excited for you. Thank you. Uh, fingers My cr- jizzful wife. I say, I say, I say, fingers crossed. I even though it's like you're, you know, I if I was a praying man, yeah, which I'm not, unless I think I'm about to die on a plane or something, sure, 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 sure or sure. like you know, there's some, you know, I don't yeah. ever actually mean it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, fingers crossed, and I'll be praying for you in my own weird way. 
Cool. Thanks. And uh, I hope uh, I hope you don't get so busy with your new kid that you can't meet your podcast obligations. But I think it'll be. <laughs> I think. I think it'll be. The fun. kid'll come with me. All right, James, it's time for Fake Food, Real Food, uh, the part of the show where we review some fake food that usually tastes like shit, and then a real food that uh, well, hopefully doesn't taste so bad. Normally, if it's from a restaurant or a pop-up or something, and uh, it's worth eating. Although, I would say the fake food today is a drink, yeah. and it's something I find myself buying uh, frequently. Not it's surprising to me. You're a former smoker, right? <laughs> Is it, yeah, is there tobacco? Are you a current is there, smoker? Is there tobacco in Gatorade Zero? I just to me Gatorade Zero feels like the drink of a smoke. This feels like a smoker's drink. Interesting. Uh, it. I mean, I used to drink a lot of diet soda. I mean, this is pure Seven Eleven. This is like this is a Seven Eleven. Get me, get me the Newport Reds and uh, a a Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Right. G Zero. So why punch. is why is Gatorade Zero and like the diet drink. Why is that smoking? I, I understand. I'm following you. It's like it's I think it's the person with that drinks this maybe has just completely Probably. shredded their palate and they also yeah. are worried about their health but still making bad choices about it. <laughs> to me, that is what Gatorade, yeah. the semi health yeah. but also candy. Boy. This is like healthy candy. That's that, that's what this looks that like to cuts. me. That and cuts. You're right. You know what? You know what it is? You, you know could have I'm... even said self-conscious about my physique, and I would have been like, oh, God. <laughs> that would have been right. You know what I'm thinking of is vitamin water. Now, that is for cigarette smokers. I drink that, too. I drink the vitamin water zero. Just talk, I mean, it looks like it's got no tobacco cows. in it. Sometimes there's 10 calories, and you go... All right, that's flavor, baby. I haven't I haven't had one of these since maybe Gator- seventh grade. Have a Gatorade. Oh, really? You got the. Uh, I asked you. I was like, "Which flavor do you want?" You said red. No one ever defines Gatorade. You know, like this is called. Uh, I'm drinking a blue one called uh, Glacier Freeze. No one says that. You just say blue. Man, they they really they really marketed Hawaiian Punch for. Oh, for for, uh, for athletes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think Gatorade Zero is for athletes. This has a lot of stuff I love. Red Forty, Glycerol Ester of Rosen. Okay, who, d- who th- those are timeless. Salt. Well, you got. I mean, you got one have salt a, water, a salt. please, bartender. It is modified um, food starch. This I I should not be drinking drinking these as frequently as I do. I want to say it's not every day, but you know, probably multiple times a week. But there is something nice and refreshing and candy-like about... You got a problem with sweets. I think anything sweet, yeah. you're like not, not on board with. Electrolytes to help replenish what you lose in sweat. Carbs to help you refuel working muscles. Is that true? Does that help? I mean, I guess scientifically that's what those things do. <sighs> Maybe I feel like protein. Protein might be helpful to have. I understand drinking right. protein to get the protein into your muscles, rebuilding themselves after you've torn them. This in a workout. Th- you know who loves uh, Gatorade Zero? Our good friend Blair Saki, who I'm not going to try to call again because she didn't answer last week, and I don't want to get burned twice. I look very dumb if I try to call her again. What a tool! But she drinks an insane amount of these things. Really? I think I have seen her. Like we would, we used to go on walks, and uh-huh. she would, we're drinking the small one. She would drink the big one. Uh-huh. Like, the, like the big gulp Gatorade Zero, she would drink it within ten minutes. Wow, she does that with everything, like coffee or like. But she drinks the whole thing and like <laughs> tosses it in a trash can. And I'm like, what? I, 
What's wrong with you? A beverage is to be completed, yeah. not savored. hundred percent. It's a new task to get out of the way yeah, before that, something this else. This Gatorade Zero is your opponent. Yeah. And you need to take it down. Uh, <laughs> but I also understand it. It's... Um, I want to say it's a little gluttonous in a way. There's something very sweet about it, but like... When it you, is a guilty pleasure. I'll, I'll say that. Like the, these, these Gatorade Zero, you know, vitamin water zero, th- th- those are those are guilty pleasures that people have. Serving size about two point five servings per container. So per container, this has ninety six percent of your daily recommended value of included added sugars. Okay, so you're getting all of your added. I like how they say, well, like it's implying, well, you need to get some added sugars in there. Yeah. So this is where yeah, you exactly. do it. Your daily value. You're not getting your added sugars. So at least get a hundred percent of it with your Gatorade Zero. There's uh, nothing in this. There's nothing good for you in this. There's yeah. no. Isn't it surprising? There's no potassium. There's no like anything. There's no protein. There's no vitamins. Like would you no, put man. vitamins in hey, this? Man. It's Gatorade Zero. Wouldn't there's there be nothing, like zinc. There's nothing going on. Gatorade uh, devoid of anything meaningful. Sugar water. Basically, without- does this actually make you feel hydrated? Drinking this does. Do you feel hydrated? You, no. You drink it, it, this on hikes and go. Oh, I don't need water now. No. In, in fact, I think it, like cigarettes, I think it does make me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't leave drinking a Gatorade Zero thinking like, okay, I feel healthful and and yeah. and, and invigorated. You know, it, it's uh it's yeah. not. A, it's not a great feeling. Well, you had the Gatorade Zero. Mine is not a Gatorade Zero. Mine oh, is I did Regular didn't. Gatorade. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. I wouldn't have wanted the. Uh, this has actual sugar in it. It does. I try to stay away from the, the fake stuff. I try to stay away from fructose and, and from whatever's in here. It's not aspartame, is it? No. Menthol. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, what is it? No, it's a bunch of things I can't even. Oh my god, there's. You think you've seen like every word for Rimal. processed? Remal. Oh god. All right. Uh, water, citric acid, sodium citrate, salt. Mono potassium phosphate. I've seen that. Modified food starch. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Natural flavor. Uh, s- sugarlose, acetylene, potassium, glycerol, ester of rosin, and blue one. Blue I don't know one. that I've seen blue one before. This is the OG blue. So it did say aspartame. Did it? Where? Right before blue one. Glycerin ester of. Before that. Oh, is that what that is? The potassium acetylfame. Acyl I sound so stupid right that's now. Not on my, that's not on my ingredient <laughs> list. So Listen, this is not, I know it's not good for you, and I know there's a bunch of fake <laughs> shit in it. Okay, so let's go off of taste. I don't like the taste. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I'm going to take this with me, and maybe my pregnant wife will drink this. Maybe she'll like it. Because it doesn't have high fructose it. corn syrup. She doesn't like the. It's bad stuff. for you. It, this is, this, is, this I, is bad for you. Feels bad for you, for sure. You probably shouldn't drink many things with sugar in it. You're supposed to drink your calories. Oh, that's true. Except when it's... Well, that's why I got the Gatorade Zero. Except Kings. when it's getting tanked. Yeah. You're supposed to save them all for getting tanked. That's true. I used to do a joke about that, where I was like, uh, ah, God, I'm trying. <laughs> like a man my size and age is supposed to consume 2,500 calories a day. So what I do is I eat 1,500 calories, and then I save 1,000 for booze. And I think that's pretty healthy. And I was doing that for a long time. Like that was, like I I that was, was dr- your literal diet. I was drinking so much, yep. and I also worked at a seafood restaurant, right. so that my diet was like a lot of <laughs> oysters and shrimp, low calorie things. 
but high and I, I cholesterol. And I would drink like a fish. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I was drinking so much, but I maintained my weight because yep. specifically I was thinking, I used to be very calorie minded. Oh. And this is probably not healthy. It's weird. No, it's not. It's weird to admit, but I, I used to do this and used to like factor in all the booze I was drinking into like my daily caloric intake. <laughs> and uh, hey, I made it out on the other side. And you were uh, like, you're counting out a, a bunch of empty calories and being <laughs> like, this is good fuel for my uh, growing body. Talk, I, dude, I, I say, I, I'm actually writing something for the takeout right now about uh, Garth's breakfast bowl. Yeah. And um, there is just no way for me to anymore talk about processed food without like being such a curmudgeon. It's, mm. it's just like sad to talk about and depressing. And like, I try to lean into it now. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, yeah, we're talking about you, you. You start talking about life and death when you start reading the back, the ingredients in a Gatorade Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, um, you know. Uh, so that's the sad part of our fake food, real food. Uh, the real food that we ate today uh, came on recommendation from a friend. Rebecca. Bad for you in a good way. Bad yeah. for you in a fun way, I think. Bad for you in a fun way. We got bootleg pizza. Many have said there's a pizza renaissance happening in Los Angeles. I don't know. Now, let's talk about this myth of the L.A. pizza thing. You know, we, we've been told many times L.A. does not have good pizza. Yeah. It's like a thing that older people say to the younger people, and it gets passed down like the fucking giver. And yes. uh, it's false. There's lots of good pizza here, and there's lots of terrible pizza the world over, New York included. Uh, absolutely. And I think one thing that, uh, LA does and is known for is like fusion and shit, yeah. you know, and, uh, LA has fun yes. with everything. Uh-huh. LA has fun and they have fun with food. Yeah. California does that. Yeah. And New York can't fucking stand it. You know, like New York and specifically like Italy and like, you know, all the rules for like what a Neapolitan pizza can be. Like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's very rigid. Like pizza's got to be this way and this way only. Fucking pineapple. You shitting mm-hmm. me? You know, meanwhile, it's yeah. like the choice style pizza is, is fucking amazing. I like a good pan pizza, which is what we just had, I think. Yes, I think um, I would call this a pan pizza. It reminds thicker. me of the Nashville uh, pizza place, Jets Pizza. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean anything to you, but it does to me and a couple listeners. Well, yeah. Jets. We're not just talking about L.A. food stuff. You know, we want to be global. Talk about stuff from all over. <laughs> yeah, we're global. <laughs> um, thick crust. And I don't know. It. <clears throat> Let's get this out of the way. We got a whole pizza for $26. Mm-hmm. We got the hot Jimmy. That's whole milk, mozzarella, ricotta, hot sausage, roasted whole garlic, black pepper, parm, and hot honey. Got that for 26 bucks. Wasn't that big. I would say it's pretty expensive for... A pizza, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of dough. Yeah, their it food is. cost is good on that. This <clears throat> is like a full like focaccia's worth yeah. of dough, right? A little bit burnt on the bottom. Yeah, With a little burnt. I would, sometimes you want that. Some or sometimes it, it's it's a pleasing. You kind of want that from a pan pizza. A you, little bit. You want the you want the fat to get down there and to fry the uh, bottom yes. of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It was just, it was it was a little. But there was also that might have only just been like a piece or two we had. Because some of it was uh, actually quite good. Um, roasted whole garlic. Sokarat. What I like to do, and I wish they did this. They, I'm sure they roasted garlic, and it had a, it had, it still had bite to it. I like that, man, that confit garlic. I don't know if you've ever had it. I throw oh, it on, no, I, I make I it, it on a pasta dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you submerge it in olive oil. Yeah. 
slowly bake it, and it's just like it's a bomb of olive oil. It's so fattening, but it's delicious. I wanna I wanna tell this to the the people listening. This is just a hack for the boys. Boys, if you want to impress a woman, <laughs> this is a fun thing you can do. Is you get make like a little. Uh, Shitty little boat out of foil, maybe. And uh, the next time you're going to chop up some, like, broccolis and carrots and stuff and roast them in the oven as just, like, a side for whatever your stupid protein is, uh-huh. you, thro- you, you make your little boat, you fill it with olive oil, just enough to kind of, like, f- almost float a clove of garlic. And you, and you just throw that in the oven alongside the rest of it, and it'll bake in there. It'll get all, like, oily and... You're flavoring the oil too. Yeah, you're infusing the oil. That's part of it. Then you dump out that like boat and maybe mortar and Mm -hmm. pestle or or slice it or mash it up. Yeah. And then you and then you find a way to spread that all over those roast vegetables at the end. Oh yeah. It's roasted garlic paste is so good. Paste uh, on bread. Yeah. A little bit of salt. Oh yeah. Is fucking delightful. I I would I would um You were expecting this to be more confit and not just dropped on top of the I think this is just baked. my opinion but yeah. I'm also like objectively I'm like garlic is better when you confit it in oil yeah and and th- and that's it, it would just have more flavor and it would just you know think about yeah and I also I just like finishing things with olive oil to begin with yep. pizza pasta whatever so like that that'd be very good the rest of it was uh pretty good uh-huh. uh we're going we talked about this a lot of hot honey going on a lot of hot honey happening in these pizzas especially I think it was started out as a thing that was with like goat cheeses or something because i know that honey goat cheese well just like the thought of honey and cheese together i usually associate that specifically with goat cheese as like uh you get a toast you get like you get a smooth you get a soft cheese and a little honey on the top that's like that's been around for a minute but as far as applying hot honey to pizza um that's this is a somewhat. I guess it's in the last couple years or so. Maybe do you think it came from the Midwest out? It feels Midwesty to me. But hot, maybe hot honey. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we had it at uh, Daybird. You, you were not here for, but they they do a hot honey side with their uh, spicy chicken sandwich. It's so it's so damn good. Honey and uh, chicken. So it are makes good sense. Friends. And it was actually like spicy honey. Yeah, this was not very hot. Uh, it was very it was pleasant. It was pleasant, but it wasn't it wasn't very spicy. Sweet on pizza. I think people are are taking their steps with yeah. it, and honey honey obviously has enough of a flavor that is also not that disagreeable with a bunch of other flavors. I mean, against sausage and stuff, it works really well. Pretty okay. simple yet chefly pie. Yeah, ricotta, hot sausage, roast the whole garlic, black pepper, parm, and hot honey. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would have liked some color. I don't know how you could do that, but I was just like, sure. I feel like this needs <clears throat> something with some color somewhere. I don't know. They uh. So we got that whole pizza, and then we got a slice, a slice of pepperoni. I can't. I think it was like five fifty, and this one slice of pepperoni was about half the size of the, the fucking pizza. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Yeah. Uh, the small little artisanal mm-hmm. pepperoni that that cups up and it gets nice and crispy. It yeah. just Covered every inch of that slice of pizza yeah. was covered in pepperoni. Yeah. Um. And that, man, that was fucking good. It's really hard to screw up, especially like a pan pizza like this. Yeah. It it, it, it begs for that sort of pizza or that, that pepperoni uh, yeah. style. Mm-hmm. Like this, like the, the, the hot Jimmy, mm-hmm. that same flavor combination. I kind of want it on a thinner yeah. style of pizza. I think that'd yeah. be great. But like the thick and like just covering it in pepperoni uh, was really good. And they did something really fun that I enjoyed. They asked me, after I had already paid, they're like, do you want a, a side of basil? 
No one gives you basil with pepperoni. That's not a flavor combination that many people... It was good. I covered my whole yeah. slice in uh, basil and ate it. I like basil. Fucking delicious. Offer up a little bit of side of basil if you're a pizza joint. It's like a, it's small things like that that really make me like a oh, place, yeah. too. Like, you know, because that's something that normally you'd pay for. Mm-hmm. It's fucking basil, you know. Are you ever disappointed by this, Danny, when you get pizza from a nice place and then they hand you the... Uh, the little uh, packet of Parmesan from yeah. two years ago. Right, right, right. And right. the same thing with the cracked pepper. You expect a little bit more. You, you want them to have yeah. maybe oh, freshly oh, sure. grated some Parmesan yeah. for you from well, the they, kitchen. They, they, they did that to uh, both pizzas. I washed them. They, you got, watched them, they, they got a microplane. Yeah. They got a big hunk of Parmesan cheese, and they just started shredding you it. You want that. You, and it's such yeah. an inexpensive yeah. final touch, but it makes such a big difference. That's true. It's, it's, the, it's the little things, baby. And then we got their... Um, their uh, garlic knots, which are called stinky uglies. Well, I don't know if I, I like. I might agree. <laughs> I don't oh God, it's, yeah, yeah. They weren't that. They weren't that great. Um, weren't, I've had better garlic knots. I've definitely had, as I said. And I'm know, a fan of garlic knots. You, you, you almost get better like Texas toast out of a freezer sometimes because <laughs> it's just covered in like fake butter. Yeah, and it's like I kind of expect that out of garlic knots. I kind of yeah. expect garlic knots to be saturated in butter. Otherwise, it, it is just eating yeah. a piece of bread. Um, but yeah, it's like a weird dinner roll, pretty much. Really fragrant. Yeah. And uh, a decent tomato sauce, you know. And, uh, and gobs of gobs of uh, chopped garlic is always a nice touch. I mean, garlic. That's it's, true. It's fun <laughs> that they are garlicky. I find that I get a lot of garlic knots that are not very garlicky. What do you think about calling things stinky uglies? What do you think about like cute <sighs> names for things? A stinky ugly, a cute name for something. Well, cute. That feels like, like something a creep writes in a comment on a porn video. <laughs> Another Ken Bone comment. Another Ken Bone comment. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I like. I love watching these stinky uglies go to town. Is that how he talks? That's my Ken Bone. Okay. I'm Ken Bone. I live in a garbage can. I've never heard him speak. So if that does sound like him, I wouldn't even know. Yeah. You can make up whatever voice yeah, you want. Yeah, sure. He sounds like 1981 Tom Waits. When you also, when you walk into this place, it's the classic pizza chef that you see on a pizza box. You know the guy with the hat, yeah. the hat, only he's smoking a joint. <laughs> Very L.A. There's a, a lot of these L.A. restaurants <laughs> will put, like, dope in their menu. Like, yeah. get the get the dope fries, and it's always, like, weed references and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think I hate it a little bit. I, yeah. I, I, there's, a, there's a little bit of me that's like, all right, you know? Yeah. But I guess it's... Again, you know, Los Angeles is uh, a fun, cool place, and people have fun here uh, yes. with their food. Yes. And it's, I think that's what drives New York crazy. And the, 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 the traditionalist in me, too, is sometimes like, all right, don't, don't sully the good pizza man by putting a <laughs> joint of reefer in his hand. That's a fucking icon. <laughs> you know? <laughs> don't, don't make him. Oh, God. You need to chill. Don't, I know. I know. Uh, but... Uh, I will say, as far as, you know, when are you going back? I'll go. I was hungover today. We went to a party last night, the birthday party. That's right. Got a little drunk. Yep. And uh, that slice of pepperoni, man, was fucking excellent. Mm. And I love the basil, and it's such a fun thing. And I would like to try uh, other other little pieces of pizza from this place. Drop in, get a slice for six bucks. I'll go go back, and it's like, and it's hearty. Well, yeah, it's a pizza style that I haven't had a whole lot of here in Los Angeles. There's, right. like I said, there's a prominent one in Nashville that does this kind of like deep pan pizza, not a deep dish pizza. This isn't Masa of Echo Park, 
right. very famous for its uh, pies. I mean, they are pies. Yeah. They yeah, are, yeah, they're big. They're they big. are big casseroles. Big boys. Uh, this is this is a lot of dough. You know what? I'm going to go back, Danny, when my pregnant wife says she wants a big pan pizza. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and that's when I'll go. Uh, otherwise, it might be a little too far from my house for the money. That's but, true. Um, I I really liked the hot Jimmy. You know, I did like those flavors quite a bit. If you find yourself on West Pico, yeah, I don't I don't want to uh, regulate this to only hangover food, right? But I think that's when I'm going back because I'm I'm gonna want something. Look, when an Italian man yeah. is smoking a joint <laughs> on the sign, not my not my Italian pizza man. <laughs> He doesn't smoke weed. He drinks. He drinks. He drinks only. He drinks and he yells at his wife. Like Sinatra. <laughs> James, special topics of the day. I just went through. I mean, I'm going to do this every week now. I just go through Eater. I go through the takeout. And I'm like, what the fuck are people talking about? One thing that was on every website. Mm-hmm. People are referencing the LA Times article titled "The Man Who Didn't Invent Flaming Hot Cheetos." Did you even know this was a thing? Did you know that a man took credit for inventing Flaming Hot Cheetos? No. Has done it for years. Has made a career off it, basically, of like public appearances and like a book deal, like a documentary what? deal, and what? he lied about it. So basically, a man who worked for Frito Lay. Okay. Um, Richard Montañez has for years told a story about how he uh, dreamed up Flamin' Hot Cheetos while working as a Frito-Lay janitor. Um, more than a dozen former employees, uh, the archival record in Frito-Lay itself, say otherwise. And can I show you a picture? If you saw this man, your bullshit meter goes up. Right? Yeah. That, that alerts your bullshit meter. He looks a, he looks <laughs> a little salesman. bit... He looks a little bit like a, uh, a a Trump advisor about how to like make prisons smaller or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, for sure a Trump uh, cabinet member. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's he, I mean, he's even like even the way he speaks. I mean, they said like he's like super charismatic. He's yeah. been like saying this for years. Yeah, that he did it, and he's like. You know, it charges a lot for like public appearances. I guess I'm like, what? I had no idea that people even cared about this. Yeah, but and apparently his story is like, <clears throat> you kind of see how he got there. Like he wasn't, he did work. I don't know if it was a janitor, but like he worked for Frito Lay's and then worked his way up in the company. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And like that did happen. He like really made something of himself. And yeah. then he like, but he also took credit for. And then all these people are like. No, like what? They, like, we haven't even thought about it for so long. Yeah. But they were like, this is like what actually, it was like a group effort. Like they were doing all this research and like they would go to these you know, supermarkets in like Detroit and Chicago and shit. Mm. And they're like, well, like what, what are people eating? And uh, they were like, we got to get like hot stuff in the market. You know what I mean? Like they were kind of yeah. discovering that. But it was like clearly this group effort. Yeah. Um, at one point, I think they say the uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos uh, department. And I'm like, that's a funny turn of phrase. Um, like none of them even work there anymore, so they had to track all these people down. But like they really went out of their way <clears throat> to prove that this guy's lying about it. Oh, and I just think it's always so interesting and very of the times. Yeah, to just lie about something. Say you did it. Yeah, take credit for it. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then just see if anyone calls you out, which is what Trump did, and also. You know, what a very Trump thing to do to be like, I invented 
flaming hot Cheetos. Grilled cheese. That was me. I admitted hot Cheetos. I, you know what? It's true. You know, and they said that we couldn't do it, that we couldn't do the hot Cheetos, and we said that we were going to do it. Very big, very big with, you know, very dark red Cheeto. Wouldn't it be great? Listen, wouldn't it be great if you had a Cheeto that was very dark, Danny? Very, very dark and very spicy and also very salty. And they said that we couldn't have it and we did it. I think a lot better than anybody else. Better than Takis. I mean, frankly, a lot better than Takis. You know what? With Takis and corn nuts and all of it, I think they're just, they're full of shit, frankly. I, I called up Takis and I said, if you are going to, you know, try to come at us, we're going we're gonna to take you down with a hot bucket Cheetos. So hot that every little kid is going to be going to the ER after school from putting on the hot Cheetos. And you know, you slice a bag and you do it like Fredo Chili Pie. Texas, you know, people in Texas know what I'm talking about. Where you slice it down the side and you get the nacho cheese chips, nacho cheese dip from the machine, okay, from machine. And then you eat it like, you know, like a big soup or something. And everybody gets sick, Danny. They all go to the hospital. They go to hospital after work. Uh-huh. Flaming Hot Cheeto mac and cheese. That's a thing. That's so disgusting. Have you seen I people do that? Oh, God, I saw a woman uh, on TikTok. I made it before. Yesterday. It's so gross. In my early days when I didn't really know what I was doing, Yeah, I, uh, I didn't have much of a vision for this stuff. I kind of wanted to cook. I was doing a lot. Of stuff. I was like, yeah, I'll do my flaming hot. That sounds fun. And uh, it was fun, but it was, it was bad. It was bad. I didn't like it. It's you know a salty. I mean? it, yeah. The snack, the seasonings have been optimized for the medium. I'm not even really crazy about breadcrumbs on pasta like that. Sometimes it's good. There is there is one situation where it can be good. I, I it's only for presentation for me. It's not going to be a part of the dish. You know I, what you, I mean? You want me to hit you with something good? What? I should actually, I might actually do a recipe for something like this soon. Um, for the takeout, uh, there's an Italian dish called consarde. I think it just means with sardines, and uh, you know, canned sardines, tossed in pasta, oil, garlic, yeah. oil, garlic, whatever. They say to top it with breadcrumbs, and I'm like, I know that's traditionally what you're supposed to do, but I'm like, how do you fucking make this taste good? I, uh, I made breadcrumbs. I threw salt in there, lemon zest, parsley, and fried capers, and just mixed it. And it was so fucking flavorful. I put it in a little jar. I would wake up in the morning sometimes uh-huh. and just have a little spoonful of those breadcrumbs. <laughs> I swear to God. But they were so damn tasty. And I was topping it on the pasta. Oh, I sold this. I sold a for a pasta sundae. I sold anch- anchovy butter pasta with these breadcrumbs on it. Oh, it was yeah. fucking delicious, man. And awesome. I would Sounds good. do it again. I'll have to make um, that. But I think this guy's lying. If you read the article, it's like someone did their research to prove this guy's lying. Yeah. I guess he is. And he came out with like, oh, God, it's brutal. Like a, like a statement on Instagram that is like people are going to try to tell you like, you know, things didn't happen in your life and you have to like yeah. claim it. Yeah, claim yeah, your yeah, place yeah. in history. Claim it. And it's like yeah. really liars, like good ones, like people like Trump and this guy who I am – Absolutely equating Trump to somebody yeah. who, who claims he invented flaming hot Cheetos. You're right. They commit to the lie so much. I'm I know. fascinated by it. It's really funny. Well, they believe it themselves. They believe their That's own true. bullshit. It's not a lie. And, you believe uh, it, Jerry. Uh, you know, I think why flaming hot Cheetos? Like, oh, because they're they're iconic in pop culture. That's why. Because uh, they're beloved. <sighs> And they're the source of. It's just so funny that he has to go to sleep and have nightmares about. A, f- a flaming hot Cheeto. He has to run from Chester <laughs> Cheetah in a loopy maze at night. 
Oh, that's his... To escape his lie. You uh, know, his, 100%. Ang- his anxiety about being his found kicking. out yeah. is, is from flaming <laughs> Hot Cheetos. I love how that dream manifests itself. Yeah. Uh, Chester Cheese is, is uh, 20 feet tall. And, yeah. And, he, and he's a rat in a maze. And he's very smart. And he's yeah. getting chased or whatever. You like, know what else is hot, man? Hell! <laughs> hey, speaking of, uh, like, origins of things and, like, disputing whether or not, you know... Who came up with it? Like so many foods and things. Yeah, no one fucking knows. Oh, Danny, this is this is a good time for me to tell you this. I invented yeah. the French omelet. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That was me. I thought of that alone. I was mm-hmm. a janitor at <laughs> French Food Incorporated, which yeah. is where they make all of those recipes. And I was just sweeping up one night, and I saw some eggs, and I saw some, you know, some some soft cheese, and I uh, saw some roasted red peppers, and. <laughs> I said, "Wouldn't it be great if you had a French omelet?" And I it just it just came to me. Did I this, was really impressed by by my own ingenuity. Did this guy just watch Goodwill Hunting? Was he like, "What is a <laughs> if I was a janitor? What's a real rags to riches story?" Yeah. And I know I was a janitor. <laughs> you know that is like the way it always works. I was just some, and it really shits on yeah. janitors. My grandpa was a janitor, but you know yeah. it's like, you know, this is, I, I was some fuck off dumbass janitor. Yeah, and then I made something of myself and invented. You know what? The Flamin' Hot Cheetos was the second draft. The first draft was he invented Super Mario. It's based on his life. He was just a mild mannered janitor, and then his girlfriend was stolen by Donkey right. Kong. I, I'm fascinated. I don't want to say I admire. It, it is impressive when somebody lies, to this degree. Um, James, did you have ants on a log growing up as a kid? I did, and you know what did I would really? do? I did not like... Church. You had them at church? No. Some church no, lady made them for you? No, this was a preschool thing. I remember okay. this coming out of preschool, and I never ate the celery. I was the pickiest eater. Ew! So you just licked the... Just lick it. Oh, gross. I know, so gross. I would if... Yeah. Oh, God. It's going to be hard for me to have a kid at some point, yeah. and they're, they're like doing things like that. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I won't allow them to like have... I'm like, this is how you eat it. Oh, you can for sure. Like, you can form the the eating habits. That's that's just you can. That is just something that parents like <clears throat> buy into the lie from from Big Mac and Cheese. They buy into the lie that's, and start giving their kids bullshit. But if you just put carrots on their plate when they're kids, they'll eat the carrots. Oh my god, my just, yeah niece and nephew, they're being raised plant based. Yeah, and uh, they fucking love broccoli. Look at that. They love avocado toast. When I watch them, yeah, they cry for avocado toast. And who gives them the option to have the Dino Nugget instead of the avocado toast? You, you're you're yeah. driving the <laughs> fucking car. Who brought that shit into yeah. the house? I don't want to cut up hot dog. I don't know anything about parenting, but yeah, that does seem like it's on the. It's on you. But that is what you know. You see the old dinosaurs like, man, kids are like this. Well, it's because yeah. that's what we ate. We were treated yeah. like idiots when we were children. That's what we ate. What do you? Where do you think ants on a log came from? The okay, so peanut butter is uh, 1800s, right? Late 1800s, I want to say peanut butter, maybe George Washington Carver. Yeah. Uh, so ants on a log to me feels like a tens twenties, tens twenties. They're saying Girl Scouts in like, and there was a recipe for it in a cookbook in 1946. But then, but then they say that. There was no uh, raisins or maybe even, I think it might have just been celery and peanut butter, and it wasn't even like in the, I don't know. It it, it doesn't, see, it's called ants on a log, but there's no. Ants. I would say that 
raisins need to be there. Yes. For for to be like we invented this. Yes. Um it, that's like kind of the first mention, but uh other than that, like nobody really knows. But I I'll say this, it yeah. does read it reads very 60s. Like I think that's when it probably became 60s. You, you know like the really shitty food trends of the 60s. There's a good Instagram account that's like Sixties dinner party or something, and it's just like horrific, like yeah. fruitcake, jello type shit. Like that's that's when all the bad See, food ideas I, happened. That's in the what 60s. I think is that's what I think of as the fifties. The fifties is where I no fifties was too uptight. The jello molds and the oh, you're talking about the loosening. You're talking about like the loosening up of we're gonna have Americana fun and okay, yeah, they they started to make food look like things. And not yeah. for just kids, like yeah. at, like dinner parties and stuff. Right, right, right. Um, gross. And I would say... You're saying the ants on a log at like Playboy Mansion parties? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's what I think of as like, where, where's a bunch of disgusting 60s oh, it's food? clearly for kids, though. So it's like, I don't know. It's got a presentation to yeah. it. Yeah. I don't recall ever eating it. It's not anything my parents gave me. Is it... Is it, is it a white thing? Ants on can we, a log? Can we say that confidently? Is it a white thing? Does it feel like a white person thing? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It's definitely an American thing. Yeah, it's a Western thing. It's a Western thing. Lately, I've just been saying Western <laughs> instead of white because I'm always surprised by the how how widespread these things are. When I think of the blandness of of white culture, I mean, it's a, it's a Western culture thing. Where A lot of us are equally... Uh, uh, f- fooled and tricked by big mayo. You know what I mean? Oh, what do you mean? I mean like the that dis- that mayo's bad. Yeah, the disgusting bland. Oh, I mean. Wait, do you do you believe these things about mayo? I believe jar mayo is bad. I believe homemade mayo is the best thing you could ever have in your life. And so when okay. someone gives me and like some sort of infused aioli or something like that, I'm right. like very psyched. But. As far as mayo being the only condiment you ever use, uh, I do think you could be called a bland, uh, Ooh, flavorless person. Uh, yes, I disagree. Uh, and uh, I think it's a. Tro- I don't. Maybe and you know what? It's not necessarily a trope of whiteness. I think it's a Western thing. Well, that bothers me when people say like mayo is a, a white person thing. I'm like, no, it's not. They fucking love it in Japan, South America. You know, everywhere yeah. in South America they use it. Oh yeah. You know. I mean, you know, France is you know, more white people, but at least they're European. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like specifically, like Japan loves mayo, and uh, you know, it's uh, the same thing with vanilla, Danny. People use vanilla to to describe right. something as bland, and I'm like, oh, you mean the exotic forbidden <laughs> spice of Madagascar, <laughs> the thing pirates used to kill each other over? Right, right. I w- see. That's what I'm saying. Is it bothers me? Uh, I'm actually going to put this all in a video at some point. I think yeah. the next cooking video. Because it is interesting, and I have a lot to say about it. But like, it it bothers me so much when people say, you know, update the insult. If you're saying, if you're still like, white people love mayonnaise, it's like, shut up. That, ketchup. It's can we can we can we move on? Say to something. Ketchup? Waldorf, you know, ants on a log. Ants on a log. Maybe a little bit esoteric of a burn, but that register. You Waldorf know. salad, ambrosia salad. Those are things that disgust me about. Let's call it Mayonnaise. Western blandness. Oh, for sure. Those are country club dishes. Yeah. That's some country club shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, Waldorf yeah. salad is, is oh, through gosh. and through. A, Get your mayo off my leaf. People would say that about a tuna melt, too. You could make a case that a tuna melt is a very, I don't know, 50s diner. 
Danny, I've never liked a tuna melt. I can make you one that would just knock your dick. I want the one that you made looked so good to me. Becca wanted it really bad. I will do it again. You got to do it again. Hot tip, pretty much for everything I do now. Tuna melt dinner party. I would do invite a bunch of friends. I might do it. I'm thinking about a canned fish dinner party. Actually, canned fish dinner party with Carl Hess. Uh, we get a bunch of uh, exotic, good canned fish, make dips, get good bread, lavish bread, Mm. pita, and then just everybody has one big orgy with uh, the canned fish. Well, not literally, but it's a lot of dipping. It's it's a lot of hedonistic sort of like... Better be outdoors. I feel like there's going to be some some bad farts at this party. No! Canned fish is clean. That's clean eating. Yeah. That's super clean eating. Yeah, okay. Um, Unless for some reason fish makes you gassy, but I don't think I've ever really heard that. Um, I should think of more, you know, white people burns, but mayonnaise, it's tired. Think of something different. Yeah. Ants on a log might fit it. Ants on a log. It's, it's who, who I I just, I feel, I want to talk to the person who saw a stalk of celery and thought it needed peanut butter though. Oh, that makes so much sense though. It is, it, it is the shape. It's a canal. It is. It's it's a yeah. trench. It, it's yeah. begging to be filled with something. But why peanut butter? I mean, I, I think I've eaten it before and thought, huh, okay. But it just yeah. seems like such an odd pairing. Hummus, hummus would make more sense. But hummus would make hummus more sense. Hummus didn't get into Western culture. That's true. I'm using it now. Until much later. Yeah. Um. So had to be peanut butter all the way. Yeah. Had to be. Always had to be peanut butter. Uh, yeah, you would think like, you know, carrots and celery are pretty interchangeable. You don't hear fucking carrots and peanut butter. No psychopaths doing that, right? No. Doesn't make sense. No. But why? You know why? Celery is rather flavorless. Yeah. It's flavorless. It has a, it has a sharp, it has like kind of like it's a sharp, sharp green flavor. You know what no, I mean? No, it's, 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 it's watery and, um, rather. I, I think celery has benign. a pronounced flavor. I think when you cook, especially when you cook celery, you've. Feel that tang. This celery tang. soup tastes like something. Getting a stock of celery and crunching around on it is not doesn't have any. You don't flavor. get the mirepoix sweating out in the bottom of the pot and stick your head over and go. Woof, woof. I, I always do. There's a funk from. Celery. In addition to carrots and onions, yes, it does. Yes, okay. When you sweat it, yes, okay, yeah. You're like, wow. But just, <laughs> I mean, you know, if celery is startling you that much, what is going on with your palate? Celery like, for real. Wow, celery knocks my socks off. It does. It, I. It has a. It has a very pronounced flavor to me. It's like, oh, that's celery. That's celery. This is some shit they do in the Lost Kitchen in one episode, right? Where they make a celery soup, and it's like there's also halibut. And you're like, why the fuck am I flying all the way to Maine to have halibut and celery soup? <laughs> If I'm flying to Maine, it's like, can I get something besides celery soup and yeah. motherfucking halibut? Can you put a 50-pound crab in the middle of this plate, please? Oh, Christ. I'll also say this. It's pretty up in the air. If you want to claim that you invented ants on a log, I'll look the other way. Make make your money, I say. Make your own place in history. <laughs> so if you're listening, you know, if you got if you got the stones... Yeah, and are ready for some backlash from you know the, the New York Times or whoever's gonna <laughs> question it. They're not gonna get any money from that. I mean, did the did the Caesar salad guy yeah. at that one hotel or whatever get any money for the Caesar salad? Best yeah. salad anyone ever invented. There's also no way to prove it. How yeah. many how many burger places are like we invented the burger and someone's like fuck you I did and yeah I like how do you know yeah how do you know There's no way to know yeah and uh, I think that's beautiful. It oh I think I think it opens. 
things up for a bunch of lying and conniving, and that's fun. I think that's why the Hot Cheetos thing got him very far, is because when it's branded like that, and it's an iconic food that you can only that can only be packaged, that can't be recreated. You can't say that you invented the uh, the like the hot honey pizza or something like right. that. Because, oh, oh yeah, that's just yes. gonna immediately spin off. And, and he be replicated. did work for the company, and he didn't. He was a member of the company. Yeah. and was like, but he did take sole credit for it, which is like. Yeah, to Wild. say you invented the Twinkie, the you know the Hershey's Kiss, yeah. or something like that, it might be believable because it probably was the efforts of two hundred people across eight years. You know what I mean? They wanted to call it a Hershey's chocolate, and I said, no, 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 no. let's call it a kiss. It and everyone's <laughs> mind was fucking blown. I yeah. said, look at it. It looks like a beautiful woman's nipple. Come on, it's a kiss. Don't you want to kiss it? <laughs> And people are just so impressed by this uh, guy's sleazy swagger. They're like, wow, what a dirtbag. <laughs> what but a dirtbag. got bag. some good ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's a wonderful world we live in where you can challenge everyone else's reality and uh, yeah. make up lies and, and get rich off it. You know, so much opportunity in this world. It is, Danny. Oh, this feels like a good time to tell you. I invented the Easter egg-shaped Reese's. Oh. That was me. I, 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 I was a janitor. And, <laughs> uh, I was, I was writing fan mail to, to Reese's at the time, and they read they, I think they read one of my letters. And, uh, yeah, they stole the idea for themselves. James, where uh, do you get anything you want to plug? Uh, just follow me at Shrimp Jadge on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to my podcast, The Macaroni Zone. And then after you listen to that, listen to my podcast, What Things Are What Things, the show where we find out what things are what things. Danny, do you have anything to plug? Oh, man. Just uh, my Instagram account, at Palumbros. Um, I'm selling pasta on Sundays, but not not uh, not right now. Not this coming Sunday. I'm taking a couple of weeks off and enjoying it. And um, that's it. No stand-up shows. Yep. Not right now, but you know, it's, things are things are coming no back. No stand up shows for me either, and my beautiful yeah. pregnant wife is making southern style biscuits. Yes. Mima's biscuits. Mima's biscuits. They are very grandma style biscuits. Great name. Great yeah. product. Oh yeah. Fully endorse it. Get Mima's biscuits. Uh thank you so much for listening to the Macaroni Zone. Follow us on Instagram. Tell your friends about the podcast. And uh we'll see you next week. Goodbye. The macaroni zone. The macaroni zone.